Good morning, good morning. Breakfast today is sponsored in loving memory of Yehuda Hayon Alev HaShalom Le'ilu Nishmat Yehuda Yisrael Ben Yafa, sponsored by Yaakov Shirazi. And as well, breakfast is sponsored in loving memory of Moises Asa, Moshe Ben Najalev HaShalom, sponsored by the Asa family. Rabotai. The Pasuk tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu was engaged in a long conversation with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he asks him uh, to forgive the Jewish people. But when Moshe is finished, he asks for more than that. He says, <clears throat> I'm going to read you the words here. So this is what you said to me. But now if I find favor in your eyes, I want to know your ways. And God, I want to know you. I want to understand. Help me understand you. I need to get who you are, how you work. The Midrash explains that Moshe was trying to figure out was he couldn't understand tzaddik veralo, how you find people that are wicked and their lives seem to be great and you find people who are uh, great people and their lives seem to be terrible. How could that be? How could such a thing be? How could it be? The, the Pasuk says, Hashem answers him and he says, Vayomer Hashem, lo, Vayomer, lo tuchalerot et panai. You cannot see my face. A person cannot be alive and see and understand me. But as I pass you by and I cover over your face, and then I remove my hand, and you will see my back. The Hatam Sofer says something beautiful. What HaKadosh Baruch Hu was telling uh, Moshe Rabbeinu is that a human being in this world, because he is a temporal being, because he is finite, because he is limited, because he is a creation and not the creator, he cannot see God's face. What can he see? He can see God's back. He can see in the rear view mirror. I remember once someone was asking a rabbi, he says, Rabbi, what are we supposed to learn from this terrible tragedy? Rabbi said, you know what? It's too soon to figure it out. Not it's too soon to ask the question. It's too soon to figure it out. We need to see how the pieces fall. In order to be able to see what impact did that have? How did the world, how did HaKadosh Baruch Hu guide the universe to respond to that? How did, what, 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 do we, what, what, comes, what came out of it, etc., etc.? Says the Khatam Sofer, what can you see? You can only see it in the aftermath. I, uh, I heard of my good friend, his name is Yoel Gold. He lives in Los Angeles. He has a habit of making these beautiful videos on various points. But there's one that I saw recently that it was extra special for us because it's uh, about someone that we know personally from Deal, New Jersey, about Rabbi Stephen Ammon. Rabbi Ammon is driving with his wife in the car, and as he's driving with his wife in the car, he says to his wife, look, we need to go, we need to go over here. You're supposed to go visit your, uh, your mother here in the cemetery. You haven't been, Rosh Hashanah, you're not going to be able to be, why don't we go today? He goes to the cemetery, Rabotai, he's sitting with his wife and they're saying to Elim, after a while, there's a couple graves, a few graves away. This person calls him over. He says, we need you for a minyan. Would you mind joining me, joining us for the minyan? Rabbi Ammon says to his wife, I'm just going to go over there for a few minutes. When you finish, come get me. I'll be over there. They finish the Kaddish, and the strangest thing happens. All of the family, everyone who's there, they get up, and they start walking away from the kever. 
He says, What's, what are you doing? You, you got to bury the body. You can't uh, you just leave the body out here by the, by the empty grave. They said, no, there's the people that are going to bury it. They're going to bring, put it in. They have a machine. They're going to do it by the machine, etc., etc. Rabbi Amin says, what are you talking about? You got it? They said, no, chalas, don't bother us. Thank you very much for the Kaddish. And they walk away. Rabbi Amin thinks to himself, how often does someone have the opportunity to do chesed shalemet met mitzvah? Now, granted, the guy was going to be buried maybe later that afternoon or whatever. But right now, he's left alone, abandoned, and they're not buried. Right now, there's a met mitzvah. So he's a rabbi. He's wearing a suit and tie. He rolls up his sleeves, takes off his jacket, I'm imagining. And he sits there shoveling for an hour and a half uh, dirt into this grave, manages to do everything that needs to be done, right? I don't know, maybe they put it in already, but they didn't shovel the, the earth. You know, he does the whole thing by himself. Yeah, buries him. Alif Attaf by himself. No, I said maybe they put it in first. Yeah, but then they, they covered it. But he, he's, he, the guy buries it by himself, everything together. Could you believe this? Unbelievable. His wife comes, she sees he's in the middle. You know, he explains to the situation. She says, okay, what am I going to do? They wait and they go home. He can't believe it's a very strange story. See, he figures, you know what, I need to ask, uh, I need to ask around a little bit more about this person who this guy is. So you know who he calls? He calls a couple people, but one of the people he calls is his uh, rabbi from yeshiva, very, very close with him, someone who knew many, many people. His name was Rabbi Neuberger from Baltimore. He calls Rabbi Neuberger, he says, listen, strangest thing happened today. I went with my wife to the, to the cemetery. I'm sitting there with saying Kaddish. As soon as we finish saying Kaddish, I see this, this uh, they asked me to go, I go, that body, no one's buried, I buried the body. He can hear his rabbi on the phone is, absolutely stunned and shocked. He says, Rabbi, are you still there? He thought he hung up. He says, no, he says, I'm just speechless. He says, what do you mean you're speechless? He says to Rabbi Ammon, he says, 40 years ago, when you were a young man, you came to this yeshiva from Seattle, Washington. Okay? Your father had just lost his job. You managed to scrape together the money for the ticket to get to Baltimore, but now you had to pay the money for the yeshiva. So you, father could put something towards it, but the vast majority of the money he didn't have. Someone stepped up and decided to pay the tuition for you for your entire duration in yeshiva. Rabbi Am says, I can't believe it. He says, where was I when I learned the first time the halakha, that a person has to engage in a met mitzvah? It was in the yeshiva in Ner Yisrael in Baltimore. On the dime of this guy who paid my tuition, to be able to study. He's sitting there abandoned. Who buries him on a random day? It's not even the day that his wife is supposed to be in the cemetery. They just happen to be on the road, turn off the road. This is the Nikudar Abotai. And I think this is the point. When the Pasuk says that you cannot see HaKadosh Baruch Hu's face, you only get to see in the aftermath, 10 years later, 20 years later, sometimes 50 years later, the result of an action you know, some people, they sit around and they wait for a video. Wow, you know, but I think part of what allows for this story to come to light, for him to understand the payback that he got, is the fact that when he buried the person, he thought there must be a story here. Understanding that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's fingerprints are on everything in our lives. 
And there's always a plan as to why a person is doing a certain thing, is going a certain way, etc., etc. Rabbi what Moshe Rabbeinu understood from, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not an answer to his question. His, his question was, His question was, I don't understand why is a righteous person suffering? How come this is happening to somebody else? You know, we don't understand and we can't figure it out. But in the fullness of time, Rabotai, et achorai, if a person, if a person is looking, and I want to add one last piece. In the Pasuk it says that Hashem says, I'm going to cover your face. Why does he have to cover Moshe Rabbeinu's face? Because he can't see him. Ad ovri. But why does the Pasuk need to go to pains to tell us? And then when I remove my hand, right? Vasiroti, and when I take off my hand from your face, then you will be able to see uh, the back of the back of uh, of uh, of my of, of my head. I have to explain you something, Rabbi The pasuk, the the Gemara explains in Berachot that just like where we wear tefillin down here on earth, Hakadosh Baruch Hu also wears tefillin up in Shemaim. His tefillin mirror ours. Ours declare his uniqueness. Our tefillin has a pesukim of Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. God is one. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu's tefillin have a different pasuk. His tefillin say, Mi ke'amecha Yisrael, goy echad va'aretz. Each one of us is declaring the other to be echad, to be one in the world. Rabotai, that is the nature of hashkecha peratit. When God says to the Jewish people, if you think about me all day long with your mitzvot, with your ma'asim tovim, then I think about you all day long. I will plan every step. Ha'mechin God prepares the steps of each person. He prepares the traffic patterns so that he should get to the exit for the cemetery and not be in traffic and think to himself, you know what, Khalas, we're not going to go today. There's too much traffic. He lets them leave early enough so they didn't leave too late. He arranges all the things, the million and one details that happen before the story happens. Says the Pasuk, HaKadosh Baruch covers the person's eyes. We can't see it's impossible for us to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu's hand in its open state. You know why? A person can't live in this world knowing with such intimate knowledge how God works. Because the minute it's so clear, you're not living like a human being in this world. You begin to live like an angel. If you knew with absolute certainty that every single Avera that you did was going to result in, in a problem or an issue or an illness or losing a job. If you could see the punishment following directly on a cause and effect, if I could see that every misvah that I did resulted directly in something that was beneficial to me, then it would be impossible for a person to ever make a choice out of their own free will. Says Hashem to Moshe, Ki lo adam It's not that you see God and you just die. Maybe that is the Peshat. But there's a deeper understanding. Even if you could live, even if I could give you goggles and you'd be able to see me and not die, but you can't see me and continue to live as a human being. What does Hashem show him after he passes? Hashem covers the person's eyes. Do you know what happens when your eyes are covered, Rabotai? When you say Shema. How many people say Shema, cover their eyes, right? Does anybody here keep their eyes open? when they put their hand over their eyes for Shema. No, what's the difference? Your eyes are covered anyway. When your eyes are covered and you can't see, what happens next? You close your eyes. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu hides his ways from us, 
with his hand. Sometimes, aside from his hand being the thing that doesn't allow us to see, there's a secondary thing that happens, that we close our own eyes. Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm going to take my hand off. There will be times where I'll remove my hand, and you'll be able to see me with one caveat. The fact that you were waiting for my hand to move and then you'll be, at, be sitting there with your eyes wide open and you'll be able to see et ahorai, the kesher tefillin, the back of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's kaviyachol. Of course, he has no head, he has no physical tefillin, but the back, the idea, the back of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the aftermath. What does the tefillin, the kesher of tefillin represent? The tefillin Rosh indicates a person's thoughts, that his thoughts are with God. God's tefillin in converse, therefore, relate to not our thoughts of God, but God's thoughts of us, because his tefillin is Mikamecha is, Yisrael. Why is the Kesher tefillin here? We discussed this in Hilchot tefillin upstairs, because this spot right here is the connector, is the bridge between the skull, the brain, and the nervous system, that which sends the messages out to the body how to behave. The Kesher Tefillin describes the place where thought becomes action. Where God's decisions in the world emanate from the fact that He constantly and consistently thinks of the Jewish people each and every day, each and every minute. Rabotai, open your eyes. Gal enai ve'abita. Niflaot, if I could open up my eyes, I would see the most wondrous things, both in your teachings, but also in your ways. Be'ezrat Hashem, we should be zocher to experience Hashem's touch in our lives, but more importantly than that, because it's something that we're already experiencing, and more importantly than understanding that is the willingness, the dedication, um, and the focus to be able to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu's fingerprints. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Amen.